What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. I'm Jeremy. And my name is Pam. And today we are doing a deep dive breakdown of the Razzie Award winning film from Justin (laughs) to Kelly. This has probably been our most asked about and requested episode outside of like breaking down my December. This is the episode that people have been waiting for. They're like, when are you talking about from Justin to Kelly? And so this is that episode. And we will just let you know that Pam and I suffered through multiple screenings of this movie in preparation for this episode. Worth it. Totally worth it. Because we figured... Absolutely. The reason why we waited so long is because June is the... To be to be exact, I believe it's June 20th. But June in general right. is the 18th anniversary of the film. So we were like, let's yes. wait until June to do any uh, J2K celebrations. Yes. A uh, little bit later on in the show, we're going to be talking to Jen Swirsky, who is a longtime fan, a very well-known name in the fan community. And on top of all of that, she was in from Justin to Kelly. We can say that with confidence because she was a background extra in the film. And uh, turns out she was in it a lot more than I think even we imagined. So I'm looking forward to talking to Jen later on in the episode and, and hearing some behind the scenes stories about what it was like to work with both Justin and Kelly and the rest of the cast on the film. So should we get into it? Let's do it. Okay, so to give you guys a a little bit of a background on the film, it uh, again, as Pam said, it came out on June 20th, 2003. Uh, This is the film that Kelly is going to get the words contractually obligated tattooed on her body at some point. Uh, If she doesn't, I will. Let's just say that. Um, But this was a film that was conceived to capitalize on the success of the first season of American Idol. I think they figured out early on that they wanted to do something with the winner of the show. And I think once they realized that they had sort of struck gold with a male and female final two contestants, they decided that this was going to be perfect for some sort of musical love story film that they would want to do. And so the the movie was uh, was put together uh, hastily, I think is a fair term to say, uh, considering that Kelly won Idol in September of 2002 and the movie began shooting uh, January 7th of 2003. So she had a little bit of time after the Idols tour to work a bit on her album because you have to understand that she was also working on thankful at the same time that she was working on the film. And so the film shot from January 7th until February 14th of 2003 down in both Miami and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And one of the things that we're going to, you're going to hear us talk about a couple of times throughout the episode was that it was unseasonably cold in South Florida at the time. And that is going to come up multiple times during uh, during our conversation. Uh, the movie was directed by Robert Eiscove, and he went on to direct really not much else. Noteworthy. He did. Um, um, was was it him who did Spice World, I believe? Oh, no, I that was remember. that was 
Kim Fuller, who uh, wrote the who movie. Who wrote the movie. That's what it was. Yeah. Who was actually the brother of Simon Fuller, who created mm-hmm. Idol. Yeah. So that's where that, that came yeah. into play. Uh, by the way, no shade, but Spice World, uh, a far superior film too, oh, from Justin Kelly. For sure. <laughs> Fun fact about um, this movie, and I don't remember if Jeremy just said this because the caffeine still hasn't really hit my brain yet today. But <laughs> so the winner of Idol was required to do the movie. The runner up right. was not. So right. Kelly was hoping she'd come in second place so she didn't have to do the movie. And clearly that didn't happen. And Justin genuinely wanted to act. Which I think is so funny, because otherwise, like yes. if he if he had won, what would the movie have been? Do you, do we ever wonder that? No idea. It probably would have been like some buddy comedy, like just take like Kelly Crossroads, and, and her... but, but like dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. <laughs> you never know. Uh, now I'm quickly trying to figure out a name of a Justin Guarini podcast that we could make. I don't know. I can't come from up with Justin it. to uh, Justin. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, the the movie is set as uh, a bunch of spring breakers go down to South Florida to have some fun. Uh, there's these two girls, Alexis or Alexa, rather, and Kaya. And they're uh, they were originally going to go down to Florida by themselves. They end up there. What was the, what's the their airline goes bankrupt or something Something like that. Yeah. And they have no Some way to get convoluted. down. They have no way to get yeah, down co- from from Dallas to Florida. Yeah. Some convoluted reason in. why. Yeah. And they go visit their friend Kelly, who works as a waitress slash singer in a bar that nobody apparently goes to. And uh, they decide to go down to spring break to have some fun. While they're down there, they meet this trio of guys from Pennsylvania, which comprises of what I've considered to be Justin Guarini, uh, Stifler, and McLovin. Stifler! (laughs) (laughs) I watched American Pie a few weeks ago for the first time in a while. That's a I mean, really funny trio. And McLovin, whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's it's, great. It's, it's like every trope from every teen <laughs> comedy. You got the douchebag who thinks he's God's gift to women. And then you got the nerdy guy who's never going to get the girl. But you know he's going to get the girl in the end. Or I mean, it's, it is beyond tropey. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, is and we're going to reference uh, the commentary on the DVD a bunch of times. But uh, it's funny because Justin says at one point and i don't know if no it was it was the director uh, robert who said during the commentary they said you know yeah one of the things that we struggled with is that nobody believed that these two guys would be friends with justin and then they said that justin's actual friends showed up to the set one day and they were basically the same guys it was like a really like hunky kind of a douchebag and then this nerdy guy and they're like oh, okay well this is a little more believable now but either way, um, so the movie comes out on June 20th and it is panned by critics. It, I think it ends up making short of $5 million. It, uh, it w- had a $12 million budget and it originally the theaters were not going to show it because Fox themselves knew that this was a bad movie. 20th Century Fox is who put it out. They knew it was a bad movie. So they had actually planned to put it on video. About six weeks after it released in theaters, well, of course, the theaters find out about this and they're like, no, you're not going to put a movie on video that close to the release date. So we don't want that at all. And so Fox says, "Okay, fine, we'll wait a couple of months. The movie comes out. It is panned 
almost unanimously. And then Fox says, ah, never mind. Just kidding. We're going to put it out in six weeks. And then they, so they yeah, knew. they put it out on DVD and VHS by like August. Yeah. It came out in June. So that's, that says a lot. That never happens. I remember Rob was telling me that like he went to go see it multiple times in theaters and like by, you know, within like two or three weeks, they were already putting up signs for like the Fast and Furious movies, like over the Justin yeah. to Kelly stuff. And it had only been there <laughs> yeah. for like three weeks. Yeah. Um, and the, if you remember back in our breakdown, I, th- I think it was in our breakdown about thankful, uh, or maybe it could have been something about the, like the, the, the Clive Davis stuff, but Kelly had begged to have the movie or and actually Clive Davis made it so that the movie did not come out because they wanted to put it out earlier. They wanted to put it out as early as like April for spring break, that, presumably. Yes. Just in time for spring break. But that was going to coincide when Kelly's album came out and she and Clive Davis, I think both agreed on this, that if this came out before her debut album came out, it would have tanked her career. Nobody would have paid attention to the first record. And so they got the studio to push the movie back into the summer and thankful was able to come out a few months before it was a huge hit. And uh, then the movie comes out and whatever. I want to go over some of the cast. Yes, please. So most of the cast, like they haven't really done much other than this. So like, I'm not going to list them. Um, Catherine, is it Biles, Bilas, 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 I think, who plays Alexa. Um, her other notable credit that I am aware of is I'm, she was in an episode of Gilmore Girls. I remember that when we were watching Gilmore Girls years later and be like, oh my God, it's Alexa. Um, but other than that, and from just, and Justin and Kelly, there's only really one actress from the movie who actually went on to do like incredible things. And that is, um, Anika Nani Rose, who plays Kaya. She was in Dreamgirls. Imagine like within like a three year period going from from Justin to Kelly to Dream Girls. Mm-hmm. What? And we're and working with yet another idol alum, Jennifer Hudson. That's right. Yeah. And she's also been in like multiple Broadway shows and has won like Tony. She's won a bunch of stuff, which is insane because you know l- luckily she had the from Justin to Kelly early in her in her career and then all the good yes. stuff afterwards and not vice versa because that would have been really sad. But no, she and. She has done really well for herself. Um, so I see her name pop up all the time, and I just think, it's Kaya. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Kaya. By the way, uh, Greg Siff, who plays Brandon in the movie, uh, not to be confused with any future Brandons in Kelly's life, uh, he actually has credit for the a lot of the music uh, really? in the movie. And the reason being is because he wrote a lot of the raps that he does in the film. And so he gets a music credit. Unfortunately, because they never, they were, so, they, the, the plan I think was to release the soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. But we clearly know that like an official soundtrack was never released. But if it was, he would have gotten royalties off of that. With Probably, all the yeah. with the hundred copies that would have been sold, <laughs> I think it would have sold no, decently. I mean, not not like thankful levels, but I mean, it would have sold decently for the people that were passionate I mean, about. I would have bought a copy. Kelly's. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, so let's so we get into the film and it starts off in the bar, and uh, the first thing that I notice is aggressive Hurricane Luke. <laughs> This like douchebag guy who is pining for Kelly. 
I'm like, Hurricane Luke, pretty soon I'm going to blow you over or something like that. <laughs> so cringy. So bad. It's basically when she's um, like in the bar and like she's singing a song, I Won't Stand in Line, which I didn't know was a Reba song. It's a Reba song. Who knew? I mean, a lot, a lot of people probably I mean, did. I didn't. Hello, foreshadowing. Yeah, that's so. Um, so she sings that. It sounds killer. Um, and then you realize yeah. she's playing it to like an empty bar. And then Luke comes in, who clearly is in love with her, and she's like, "Luke, we're friends." I can't do a southern <laughs> accent, so that's me being like, <laughs> "That's my attempt." Uh, so you know, the girls show up. Uh, Kelly rocking the monogrammed T-shirt. Very two thousand. Maybe it was. Very, very. Uh, so then uh, we get into the title sequence, and that's the uh, next cover in the movie. We're two songs in, and it's both been covers uh, where they do a cover of Vacation by the Go-Go's. And it's actually – I actually really like the cover yeah. of of that particular thing. And I'm trying to – I'm sitting here trying to figure out if we should do – some other time, not like next episode, but like sometime down the road, we should do like a proper breakdown of the From Justin to Kelly soundtrack. Yes. That uh, would this be is fun. not this is not the place. This is not the place because we're going to talk more about the movie, but we will make some comments about the. Uh, Although the I don't know how itself. we would do a breakdown because like I don't know who wrote all these. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're going to be a little soft on some of the <laughs> musical credits, but either way, um, we should still break that down at some point. Yeah, that'd be fun. All right. Uh, the next thing I caught at 312, uh, cyber chatting. They make fun of Eddie, the the nerdy McLovin character, uh, for cyber chatting with a girl online. And I'm like, wow, the internet was young. Yeah, because I'm like, nowadays, like, that's literally what everyone does in general, whether or not yeah. it's like dating <clears throat> or just talking to someone. Like, they made, they gave him so much crap, but then they like, just fast forward a couple years when like MySpace became a thing. And like, yeah. I'm like it's relevant I mean it's and you know the part I mean I'm getting a little ahead of myself but the, there's a part where they when they get to the it's actually pretty early on when they get to the motel and he's trying to get internet he's like does this have internet or whatever like you can't I can't even plug can't into plug this thing it doesn't have buttons and I'm like I feel that like when I go somewhere now I'm like can I have your wi-fi password <laughs> <laughs> I get it I'm not gonna make fun of him because that's that's a lot of us uh, so Justin and, uh, Stifler and McLovin show up, um, <laughs> after, and something that I noticed now, there are a couple of different versions of this movie. Now, if you own the DVD there, you can watch both versions. There's an extended version and then there's the theatrical version. And then there's also, I'm going to call it a third version. And that's the version that if you buy it on like iTunes or, or Apple, um, I, I'm calling this a separate version because the the there is a, at least one line that is different, and I think they did it for ratings purposes, and I don't know why. But in the scene where Justin and uh, Brandon and Eddie are walking, and and Brandon's talking to Eddie about all the different things that you need to do with girls, uh, he's like, you know, you buy him drinks, and you take him to dinner, and then you get into the shower, and then you play, and then you say goodbye or whatever. He's just listing all these things. In the version that. I saw from streaming on Apple, he says you play with girls on the DVD. He says sex. They are two different lines in those two different movies. So I'm considering the Apple version that if you have the audacity to pay $15 for Please this tell movie. Please tell me you didn't. I did. I did. Charming. I did it for the love of the, I did it for the love of the podcast. Guilty as charged. Uh, but the audacity to charge that. That's insane. Anyway, you I'm can also say four. You, you can kind of say four. 
This is this okay. is the, this is a little bit of a stretch, but on the so on the DVD, as Jeremy said, there's the standard version, like the theatrical version. There's an extended version, which has some scenes that were cut out of the film. Um, mm-hmm. There is also a third version, which is the one that you and I both watched to prepare for this, which was the one with the commentary from Justin right, so- and Kelly and the director. So they like watch the whole, yeah. like they watch the extended version and then they do commentary throughout, which is very fun. Right. Yeah, so a different audio track yeah. for that particular movie. Um, I like when Kelly and the girls uh, show up. They find a perfect upfront parking spot in Miami. Yeah. And then <laughs> Kelly gets into the back tailgate of the truck to like unload their suitcases. And Alexa's like, no, come on. We got to go right to the beach. And they just leave their crap in the back of the truck. And it's open. Like, un- it's like a convertible open kind of thing. Anybody can walk by. You're gonna. This is a pattern of things being left alone in this movie. Go back and rewatch this movie with us and watch how many times things get left alone. Uh, this is the first instance where they just leave their luggage in the back of a truck in like on a busy street. Like this is Miami idiots. Like your stuff is going to get stolen. Uh, but of course this is Holly weird and it does not get stolen. <laughs> uh, so then we get into the bounce, which is the first original song in the film. Fantastic uh, song. It's it's funny because at the beginning of the movie, Kelly is very hesitant to go down to Florida for spring break. She's like, guys just all have the same thing on their mind. <laughs> they only want one thing. And two seconds into the bounce, Kelly's rubbing her hands all over guys' chests and like flirting and, she's and got dancing. The carry- like, she's got the choreography just like down and set. She and does. She has her towel ready and she's doing all the dancing. Yep. Yeah. It's weird how that happens. Uh, I saw at 1040 uh, Justin beatboxes and I cringed. <laughs> that's when is that when Brandon when, moons, uh, himself, moons them? Yeah, yeah, that's when Brandon does his rap that he wrote. And then at the end, he moons and gets a ticket from the uh, overly attractive police officer. The only cop we see in South Florida through the entirety of this movie is this one woman who's, who's controlling the beaches, who is drop dead gorgeous. Not a good representation of what actually happens on spring break. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, uh, I, I I like the uh, the hotel that the guys are staying in, and like that old guy has all these weird he's rules. Like, no he's girls, like, no drinking, no girls, and I'm like, this is a South Beach hotel at spring break. Like, who are? It's like, <laughs> is this like an Amish hotel? Like, what is the matter with this place? <laughs> right, like you're not gonna have a bunch of. It's not gonna be a bunch of like. Little kids staying there. Yeah, it's like spring break. It's yeah. You're, if, yeah, it's, you're not going to get a quiet hotel. And then they're in like this really run down, not run down. It's not run down, but it's like very like motel-esque. Little, little motel six looking. Yeah. And then the girls are saying this like gorgeous, like. It, Bungalow. Bung- it's just beautiful. Like the interiors are just like very nice and they have, it's just, it was decorated well. And I'm like, this is just. I, don't know. I feel like that was on brand for the characters, though. For I mean, Alexa, that, that sort Alexa of made probably sense. was like, "I'm not staying anywhere that has, you know, lower than like four stars." Yeah, I'm like, "Honey, sure. no." Uh, I like Kelly's line of, "I don't clench." <laughs> <laughs> I don't clench. <laughs> they, they told her to. They told her to unclench, and she's like, "I don't clench." <laughs> it was just like such an odd line. You're like, okay. <laughs> oh, that, there are a lot of odd <laughs> lines in this movie. <laughs> Um, so then uh, we get to uh, forever part of me and this is our first instance of Kelly just wandering off by herself again. It's spring break. It's Miami. You need to use the buddy system, ladies. I'm telling you. And even some guys like 
Gotta use There's the buddy so system many when you're together. In this movie, where everyone's just spread out, and I know that's just for like plot points, but yes, to, it's like right. you know, if we're thinking logically, not the safest, especially in a city that you're not familiar with. But I want to just go back to the bounce for one second, where this is the first time that like Justin and Kelly like meet, and they're like vibing yes. on the beach. They were like they by mm-hmm. vibing, I mean like they're dancing and singing together, and that's what you do when you first meet someone is you just you start singing the exact same words to each other to mm-hmm. a made-up song um yeah yes. and then you're, you're vibing on a beach and then you just go your separate ways yeah, yeah for that's sure. totally what happens um whenever i meet a guy on the beach which because that happens all the time um <laughs> we do a little <laughs> choreography and then we leave yep. and then we see each other again and we sing the same song it's called forever part of me and yes. you conveniently just weave in and out of people so you don't see each other. And oh my God, what a yes. plot twist. I have to say, this is probably one of my favorite songs from the movie. It's so damn good. It is good. It's- yeah. Yeah. So uh, Kelly immediately like ditches her friends and just starts wandering around this party uh, in and amongst people. Justin's doing the same thing. And actually, I will say the guys do a better job of sticking together and staying, you know, as a team versus the girls who all just, you know, separate and go their own separate adventures throughout here, which really is not safe, ladies. Like, do not do no. this on spring break because no. it is not a good idea. Um, There's a funny part in Forever Part of Me where you can see the – if you're listening to the commentary on the DVD, mm-hmm. the director points out that, like, ne- when there's a, there's a cut on Justin and you look to, like, the guy on his left who is singing along to the track, which you're not supposed yes. to do. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we get to the end of Forever Part of Me. Uh, Justin is being chased down. I guess Alexis, or I keep wanting to call her. Ale- I've watched too much Shit's Creek. I, I <laughs> a need, little bit I of need Alexis. To stop calling her Alexa. Yes, uh, a little bit of Alexa. Uh, she <laughs> steals the uh, the wristbands from Justin, and then there, you know, oh, there's oh wait, wait. The comical- wait, just to just to give people okay. So in case anyone hasn't actually seen the movie, I mean we're doing like yeah. a not. It's a very loose breakdown. You should. We're all assume. Yeah, we're all assuming you've seen this movie. Yeah, if, if you're you listening haven't, to the- it is a write a passage to at some point it, it really in your is. life just to sit down and suffer for an hour and a half or however long it is and just watch it maybe like yeah, yeah. but so i'm just going to give a little fun fact before we get into mm-hmm. what i know you're going to be talking about next so with the wristbands um yeah so justin and brandon they um which is this is just so un realistic as well they have like a party promotions company during spring break like what Mm -hmm. so they're basically just trying to make like a ton of money and just throwing all these like parties on the beach and um brandon gets another these these random guys from pennsylvania are the kings of they're the kings of spring break nobody from miami these guys from pennsylvania yeah so they are selling wristbands, I think, for – is that the whipped cream bikini contest or is that something else? I believe so, yeah. yeah. That's sort of the main party that they they sell throughout yeah. the, the movie. And um, you have to get like a wristband in order to go and Justin has them. And then Alexa is like, oh my god, he has – or someone's like, he has wristbands. This is right after Forever Part of Me. And everyone's chasing him to try to get the wristbands. And he runs into the closest thing he can run into – and that happens to be the girl's bathroom where Natch. he happens to meet Kelly. Weird. She just happens to be in there washing her hands and says one of the weirdest lines of the entire movie. It's my favorite line. <laughs> uh, Justin says, hey, we met at the beach, right? And Kelly says, my friends call me Kelly for short. Oh, that's not what I thought, what I thought you were talking about. <laughs> no, no. He, hey, we met on the beach, didn't we? My friends call me Kelly for short. I'm like, was there a line of dialogue that was supposed to be in between there? <laughs> He's like, 
you're you're the hot girl or you know it just it it sounded so much like Kelly was not paying attention to whatever Justin said or she assumed he said something else and just like my friends call me Kelly for short and I'm like what and basically it's a, bad script. it's a really bad script and basically he um you know he's really interested in her and they talk for a bit and um they want to see each other again um so they're like yeah like let's totally meet up and then um he needs to try to escape the bathroom, but he doesn't want to go back the other way because he doesn't want all these girls trying to get all these bracelets from him and chase him down. So she's like, here. And this is like also not true. She's like, I'm going to give you a little secret. Every girl's bathroom has a secret escape window. I'm like, no, 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 they don't. Uh, <laughs> at least not to my knowledge. <laughs> and I love that Justin's like, my hair wouldn't even fit through that. And the best <laughs> like- line in the movie. I'm from, Way to be self-aware. I'm from Texas. I've seen bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite line. By the way, if you by the way, if you watch the commentary of the movie, uh, supposedly Kelly and Justin have never seen the movie when they're watching it for the commentary. And there are a couple of lines which are legitimately like you you laugh at them because they're either legitimately funny or they are so bad they're funny. That's one of the lines that's kind of so bad it's funny. Justin and Kelly do not laugh at any of the parts where you're supposed to laugh. <laughs> they they laugh at like stuff that they thought was funny on set or whatever. Like they're not laughing at anything that comes in the script. <laughs> so like that line comes and they're both dead silent. Dead silent. <laughs> so basically um, he jumps out the window. He falls and then she like takes out her lipstick and writes down her number on like a paper towel, throws it to him being like, call me. And then it lands in like a puddle and he can't read the number anymore. So then yeah. um, he I think he like finds Alexa and Alexa's like, yeah here's Kelly's number. But plot twist, it's not Kelly's number. It's hers. Oh, it's Alexa's number. Meanwhile, uh, Kaya is off on her own now. She has wandered away from the group Um and she really sucks at being subtle. Uh, she meets this uh, bartender slash uh, bus boy and he is cleaning up one of the tables nearby and she starts immediately flirting with him. Uh, again, very not good at uh, at subtlety. Uh, this I already forget. Th- uh, Carlos. Yes. Uh, this is where we meet Carlos for the first time. Um, and. We sort of see like or we start to wonder, like, is she going to have that whole conflicted like, oh, you're not a hot spring break guy. You're just the help. <laughs> you know, we have this whole thing like, is she going to actually give him the time of day because he's bussing tables and not like bussing in general? It's so funny. I was reading like a vulture um, vulture article online and it was like. 15 questions we have for from Justin to Kelly. And then they were like, were we really going to talk about class systems in this movie? Like the different classes? Yeah. And I guess they yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Uh, by the way, when uh, Alexa and Justin are talking, uh, we get the great line that the burn that Alexa gives to her supposed best friend. Uh, he, she refers to Kelly as being one bonnet shy of Amish. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Alexa's the worst. Uh, and then, of course, after she gives Justin the phone number, that is when we get the iconic text message of all text messages where Justin texts what he thinks is Kelly and says that he, he says, I owe you a burger, you game. They don't uh, believe in vowels really, in that movie. Yeah. Although in this one, Justin does spell his whole name out. But from then on, he does not spell all of the letters of his name. J-S-T-N. Which, by the way. By the way, even back then, cell phones had the capability of telling you where the text message was coming from. You didn't need to sign the text message with your name. It's not a letter. 
<laughs> XO, Justin. And uh, yeah, and then and she replies with sorry, not interested, Cle. <laughs> like who K L Y. <laughs> Just it's two more letters, you lazy doof. Spell the whole name. Who abbreviates their text messages like that? I mean, I get that nowadays we've gotten to the point where we abbreviate, but good God. You don't have to abbreviate your, um, your five-letter name. Exactly. Uh, at 2245, Kelly finally gets into a bikini top. <laughs> she hated that, by the way. That brown one? Uh, I yeah, love it. She actually mentions – yeah, it looks great on her. and she I mean, she looks incredible through this whole movie, but she mentions in the, uh, the commentary that she hated that bikini top because it showed her stomach. I'm like, girl, you look great, but Very modest. I get it. Um, uh, also, uh, we get another interaction with, uh, Kaya and Carlos where Kaya is super awkward and gives another one of the most iconic lines in the movie. I, I say hell all the time. Hell, hell, hell. I, as when I first saw this, when I was like a child, I cringed then. Uh, I cringed then. That's how you know it's a bad line. When like a 12 or yeah. 13 year old is like, what? Just why? Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, again, Kaya on her own agrees to go on a date with Carlos. He then takes her to some sort of Cuban shipping container for their first date. Literally. And then <laughs> it's like this like weird back alley with like cars that are covered in dust. <laughs> he's like, here, here's this nondescript metal door. We're going to go in here and be like, the hell we are. I'm on spring break and I'm from Texas. I'm getting out of here. Jack, move. And they end up doing but this no, it, awesome like salsa kind of dance. Oh, yes. It's cool. It's actually very yeah. – Yeah. it's a very cool scene. That's where we get uh, – I believe that's where we get Kaya's solo, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, Again, I cannot stress what are these girls doing <laughs> off on their own by themselves? Uh, okay. So then we get to the whipped cream bikini contest. Um, and another one of my favorite lines from Kelly in the whole movie, my idea of a good time is not parading around in some dessert topping. Yeah. So this is the whipped cream bikini contest that Justin and Brandon put on and yes. Alexa takes Kelly and it's kind of a way for Kelly to see how bad of a person Justin is so that she won't yeah. be interested in Justin and Alexa can have him all for herself. And that was the plot. Mm -hmm. So then Kelly sees that Justin's involved and also that Justin has not called her yet. And basically storms off. And yes. um, then I think, is this the part where he spills hot sauce all over her? No, that's a, is that later? that's a little bit. It's a little bit. I think we have a cut scene in between because this is also where Eddie is looking for the girl that he met on the Internet. Are you Lizzie from the Internet? And <laughs> and he uh, he's waiting by like a sandcastle or something. And these random buff guys are like, hey, we need a fourth for our volleyball game. <laughs> OK, first of all, this never happens. No. OK, no, like small guy in glasses and like a bucket hat gets pulled off the sidelines. Be like, hey, join us other large buff guys. And then, of course, he pulls a total like screech from Saved by the Bell and gets like walloped in the face with the ball on the first play. And I mean, you couldn't see it coming from a mile away or anything. Yes. So then we get uh, we get the scene with Kelly and Justin and Justin's trying to apologize and they have a nice little moment over Kelly just purely putting ketchup on a burger and Justin dumps hot sauce into Kelly's lap and that becomes a thing, I yeah. guess. I don't know. It's weird. But then she agrees to to meet up with him again. And so. Apparently, when you are the king of spring break from Pennsylvania, you have access to boats. <laughs> like and very so, nice yachts. Very nice. Well, well, I mean, not, not yachts. Not yachts, well, but I mean, he's got a he's got a access to a speedboat here. Okay. 
basically. Okay. Uh, and maybe I would even be, I would be generous calling it a speedboat, but they obviously go somewhere and change into matching white track suits for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. And this is when, yeah, this is when they go out on their, uh, um, their boat ride where they sing timeless. Um, which is actually a, it's, I mean, I love timeless is one of my favorite songs from the movie. Um, it's just a, a great tune. Um, but this is where, and again, if you watch the, uh, the commentary version of the film, this is where Kelly is really getting hard on herself for being the squinting girl. I'm squinting again. Squint. Squint. She says that multiple times throughout the commentary. Yes. And you can uh, tell if she's not wearing sunglasses, her eyes are basically closed. Yes. Or you can tell that they've not been shielding the sun because otherwise her eyes are wide open. Uh, one of my uh, oldest friends that I met through the fandom, her screen name on uh, the Express and, and pretty much any other sort of uh, Kelly related outlet, her screen name was Squint Girl Kelly. Oh, uh, was that uh, uh, Sarah? <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Sarah from Canada. Yeah. Her her screen name is Squint Girl Kelly. And that comes from this reference. Um, all right. So we take the boat ride. It's all lovely and good. Uh, they've got their uh, Backstreet Boys track suits on, which is weird still for Miami. But it was cold because um, we have to remember that they filmed it like in January and it was unseasonably yes. like very cold. And now that you're on the water, add more to that. Another thing weird that happens in this is that every time they want Justin to go from dialogue back into the song, they give him a weird line. That's like the weirdest on ramp back into the song. Like Justin just out of nowhere, he's like, there's definitely something going on between us. <laughs> like he like goes back into the song and I'm like, that was weird. And what does Kelly do? She just simply turns back around and stops looking at him like weirdo. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, yeah, I mean, when somebody says something awkward, just start singing. And that's I really can the be rule of this. The one, you know. Yes, yeah. that's basically what the, the line he goes Literally. into. Literally, it's a good um, song, and this, this yeah. song was actually and the solo version ended up being on Justin's album. Yes, um, Kaya, we get to, to Kaya, and she's now very comfortable around Carlos. She now feels comfortable enough to just go back into the kitchen <laughs> of his job and hang out with him and talk with him. Um, and decides to mouth off to his boss, getting Carlos fired, which is everything you want from a girl that you met two days ago, if not even that. Yep. Who's going to be gone in a few <laughs> days the, as well. Yeah. So apparently uh, her night in the shipping container made her hard and she decides that she can mouth off to any and all people. Uh, I noticed uh, in this movie that BR&J Productions, which is Brandon and Justin's production company because they're the kings of spring break, <laughs> mind you. They have a lot of banners. They brought a lot of banners with them. They did. They have banners for every party they do. And fun fact, in, in the commentary, you learned that it was originally supposed to be called B&J Productions. And then they're like, oh, <laughs> this is a, a PG-rated movie. Maybe we can't do that. Yeah. So yeah. they switched it up. Um, uh, then there's another scene of Alexa being a huge bitch and doing, you know, her sabotaging of Kelly and Justin. Uh, then we get the uh, the scene uh, where Eddie and Brandon con are confronted by the boyfriend of a girl that was at one of the parties. And uh, he ultimately chases Brandon and Brandon crashes into this cart and then tells the cop who, again, only seems to find Brandon. Um, that he was being chased by a giant steroid. Oh my god! And you can see <laughs> which, while which while at. he's being chased on the beach, you can see the uh, the tire tracks from the, the tire tracks from the car that has the camera. <laughs> you see it like very blatantly. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Um, 
then we also have another trope of the nerdy guy going to the beach where he puts the sunscreen on his nose and then oils himself up and it's just like bronze me i wonder what's gonna happen oh my gosh what a surprise he gets a really crazy sunburn yeah, eddie. i mean i've been eddie before i once fell asleep on a beach <laughs> on my stomach and i got some poisoning on the back of my thighs so i feel you eddie oh my God. that happened to me it's not fun uh, we get a rare scene where the girls are all back together as a trio, and this <laughs> this is when Kaya throws some shade at Alexa, where she says, "You dance on tables," and Kelly is nice. <laughs> I'm like, dang. And then fast forward six years to the "I Do Not Hook Up" music video where Kelly is dancing on a bar. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Alexa then says, there's more to maybe there's more to me than that. She then proceeds to go to do her solo where she goes to what appears to be an only men nightclub and, she's and dances with a bunch of dudes. But yeah. Before that, she had texted Justin because I guess she was annoyed by what what Kaya and Kelly were, were saying to her. She texts Justin about meeting up again, again, pretending that it is Kelly, but it's really Alexa's phone. And this is the see you at Pearl. Yes. Pearl. Pearl is a nightclub. And then yes. Alexa shows up at Pearl, which is this very orange, as Jeremy said, like gentleman's club. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like there's men and women at the club. And then once Alexa starts in on her dance, it's only guys. Like I was like, dude, did you run into like a gay club? Like are, this is not where I think you think you want to be. And um, I can confidently say, and I think Jeremy would probably agree with me, that the brighter star, not brighter star. Wow, I got ahead of myself. I actually was looking at my thing. What um, I want to, I want to yeah. wish upon a star. That's what it's called. Yeah, genuinely the worst mo- song of the film. It is yeah, so this bad. One isn't good. It's so bad. It's produced bad. Yeah, it's sung not great, and it's just, it's just a point in the movie I will always skip. Always. Yeah, Wish Upon a Star uh, really should have. I mean, I understand that they wanted to have a solo for each of the females, but this one really should have been cut. It's it's really unnecessary. Uh, we get a shot uh, after he gets his crazy sunburn, uh, McLovin flaking his skin in the room, which is disgusting. <laughs> He's like, this is when the jealous boyfriend breaks in looking for Brandon and like Eddie is standing there in the mirror peeling his skin and then he's just throwing it on the floor. And I'm like, That's ew, disgusting. gross, dude. Uh, again, Alexa is horrible. Uh, then we get to the pool party paradise uh, scene where we get one of the iconic outfits that Kelly wears in Justin and Kelly. And this is the necktie skirt. Love it. It is one of my I love that outfit. I know it's like very like ironically bad, but I like I mm-hmm. love it. It looks great. This is madness. So basically, just to go back a little bit. So the the Alexa scene. Yeah. So it was like at Pearl. And then um, she had texted Justin to meet up. So Justin shows up expecting to see Kelly there. And it's Alexa. And she's like, sit down, you know, hang out with me. And he's like, okay. And he's now like annoyed that Kelly ditched. And then Kelly met. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of miscommunication. So mm-hmm. they're annoyed at Kelly. All being orchestrated by Alexa. Yeah. And then um, I think Kelly was supposed to meet up. Wasn't Kelly supposed to meet up with Justin somewhere else? Yeah. yeah. And then. Like that night, and he never showed up because they were told different plans, and by Alexa, by both of them. So yeah, then this pool party madness comes up, and they're both annoyed at each other, and then mm-hmm. they sing one of the greatest songs in the movie. It's called Madness. Yeah, it's actually yeah. This is actually a really good song. Uh, at the culmination of the song, we we see that Alexa has called weird 
Hurricane Luke to come down to South Florida. Uh, Luke then puts a sick burn on Justin, referring to him as Sideshow Bob, which was hilarious. Uh, we then get uh, one of the weirdest bits of nonsense scenes in the entire movie, and that is this sort of uh, hovercraft uh, contest, which apparently they're playing for Kelly's soul, I guess. Because I don't really they both know what this is. Ke- you know, Luke is in love with Kelly, and Kelly's like, Luke, I just want to be friends. And then we yeah. know how her and Justin are. So they have these weird ass hovercrafts that I'm just like where do you rent these and basically in the commentary you know you basically they bring them into the water into the ocean and they just throw balls and like there's like these carts in the back of the hovercrafts they have to throw it was really stupid and the commentary they were saying if the motors get wet they stop working I'm like the motors Mm -hmm. are exposed and you are in the Atlantic Ocean they're gonna stop working Yeah, like I don't. <laughs> they were like surprised by I'm this. Like no shit. So it's just bizarre. <laughs> and then I don't know. Someone something flip out, flips over, and then Luke flies out of the hovercraft, and he hit. He like gets a gash on his forehead or something. And mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh my god, Luke!" Um, and then, despite the fact that he was wearing a helmet, yeah, but they you go know, to whatever. to the emergency room. He gets some stitches. He professes his love to Kelly, and she's like, "Luke, I just like you as a friend." And now he gets it after he gets a head wound. Now he gets yeah. it. <laughs> so uh, that was, yeah, that's just, I don't know. But go- going back to madness, so then, I just love madness. I just want to, I just think the choreography is fantastic. I just want to point that out. Uh-huh. I think it was. I will say, you know, for, for Kelly saying that she's not an actress and she's not a, a dancer, you know, because we know that they tried to push dancing really early on in Kelly's career. Um, she's like very good dancer. I mean, she can, she learned the choreography and looks really good doing it. Um, I had no complaints about Kelly's, uh, choreography throughout this whole movie. I thought it was actually very good, uh, considering that's something she's not one to do. Um, there, this is a, a part where we sort of deviate from the extended version to the regular version because there is a solo by Justin, uh, in this particular area of the film where uh it's called from me to you and justin like walks around after the uh this the hovercraft scene he like pulls up on the rocks and does this walk on the rocks and it's a pier and it i mean i can understand why they cut it there's nothing really that forwards the momentum of the movie from this uh we then see justin meet up with alexa at a at an outside bar alexa officially makes her move on justin kisses him kelly sees and this is where the rift shows up between Kelly and Alexa. Um, fast forward, we get to Alexa and Kelly confronting each other on the beach. If you look really closely in this scene, uh, again, this movie was shot in January and February, and it was unseasonably cold in Miami at that time. If you look really closely, um, you can see this, the goosebumps on, uh, on Alexa, like on her shoulders and on her arms. They are very well pronounced. Um, and so you can tell just how cold it was. Plus they, they mentioned in the commentary that the girls are keeping their arms folded because they were cold. And that's, I mean, it's a universal sign that somebody's uh, standing there really cold. They basically go to a club that night, even though like Kelly is annoyed at Alexa. They go to a club yeah. and um, she's, what is it? She sees Alexa or she sees, she sees, she, she well, sees Justin. Just, Justin finds, yeah, Justin sees her, she sees him and then her mood just goes from zero to 60 and she just turns around and walks out. That poor guy that she was dancing with, he's just like, what? <laughs> and she just walks away. 
Uh, Kelly and Justin have uh, an emotional confrontation out on the streets, on the sidewalk. Uh, Kelly cries, really flexing her acting ability. I have to say, you know, again, for Kelly saying that she's not an actress, is she like Oscar winning? No, but she is definitely a serviceable actress. Like I... I actually have no real notes about Kelly's acting in this movie and and Justin either for that matter. I mean, did they get terrible script and, and terrible material? Absolutely. But I had no problems with their acting. And I believe that Kelly is actually tearing up and, and upset here. Um, she then tells Justin or no, Justin tells her game over because now Justin thinks it's Kelly that's playing. So after... Kelly and Justin get into a fight on the street because they're like, you stood me up. No, you stood me up and you're kissing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So Kelly goes back into the club and she's like upset. And then Alexa's phone drops and Kelly picks it up being the good friend she is and reads it. And it's all these messages from Justin um, from like, you know, the whole week. It was the, I owe you a burger. See you at Pearl. Yeah. And it was Alexa it was a- all along. Exactly. So now she's pissed <laughs> off at Alexa. So she's, Kelly storms out of the club. Alexa comes running after her and basically is like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're so great, Kelly. I'm so jealous of you. And Kelly's like, whatever, dude. Um, and then she mm. goes off singing anytime and then she like meets up with Justin and Alexa and Alexa's like, I told Justin everything and I'm, you know, blaming myself, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, it's fate. You two were meant to be together. And then that's when Justin continues on and sings more of anytime and the two of them do what? Yes. He has another... <laughs> He has another awkward on-ramp sentence that gets him into the song. It's just so weird. Also bumped on the fact that uh, Kelly was like, I thought you were leaving. He's like, yes, I was on my way to the airport. I'm like, then what the hell are you doing here? You need to, this is still the early 2000s. You need to get that flight like canceled. Like it's two years post 9-11. They're going to wonder where the hell you are. exactly. (laughs) And then they like, they sing and they're like, oh, do you think it's, you know, a coincidence that brought us together? And then they're like, oh, it's fate. Oh, it's dumb luck. And it's just like the cringiest <laughs> commentary and like lines. And then they sing of any time. And then, and then there's a fountain that goes off. And then they finally kiss. Yeah. And it's like, oh, they yes. kiss. And then then we get to the last scene of the movie, which is a very long scene. And it's a very um, involved. There's like 400 people. And it's, yeah. they do a dance sequence. <laughs> Because that's what you do on your last day <laughs> on vacation. Um, and by the way, there is a, and I think it happens at the beginning of this season. There are a lot of times in this movie where people are saying, "Let's party." There's a lot of people that just are trying to goad other people into partying. They're just like, "Come on, let's party!" And I'm just like, "Who says <laughs> that?" Like, if I walked into like, if I walked up to you and your friends, I was like, "Come on, let's party!" They'd be like, "Okay, old <laughs> man, like, like get what weirdo." What? Um, so yeah, then, you know, then, you know, Kelly's like, are you going to visit me in Texas? And he's like, yes. And then are you going to visit me in Pennsylvania? And she's like, of course. So like, it's, you know, assumed that they're like a couple now. Um, and then Kaya and Carlos are there as a couple and then Alexis by herself, because that's what she deserves. And, um, eventually Eddie is at Eddie who has been searching for his internet girl, the whole from with Lizzie from the, the internet the whole time. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's at the bar and, um, you know, he's comforting the guy that tried to beat him up. Yeah. Who, yeah. Who found someone else. And then, 
broke up with his girlfriend. And there's a girl who goes to Eddie's like, she was like, wow, what you did was really nice. She's like, you don't want to hear my sad story. I've been searching for this guy on the internet, my whole spring break. And then they're like, I forgot what their actual usernames are. Like, blah, 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 at blah, 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 dot com. And then like, oh my God, that's you. That's me. And then they just start making out because they realize they found each <laughs> other. Um, What's really funny is uh, if you watch the deleted scenes on the DVD, there is an alternate ending to that scene or there's an alternate version yes. of that scene where there's the part where Eddie is talking to the the guy who tried to beat him up and he gives him the advice. and He's like, all right, man, I'm going to, you know, OK, cool. I'll take that advice. And then Eddie goes and talks to Lizzie. Well, in the alternate version, uh, he's the guy says, I think I did meet somebody and overwalks Hurricane Luke. <laughs> and they're a couple. And they're a couple. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's a plot twist. This took a, this took a hard right, like really quickly. And I can understand why they cut that out because it's like that – I mean, we're already suspending a lot of belief in this movie, but that's just – that's the one that pushes us over. Yes. And then, um, so that made and me then laugh. Brandon ends up – so pretty much everyone ends up with someone except for Alexa because she's the worst. But yeah. Brandon ends yeah. up with the cop, of course. Of course. And so then at the end, they're all – you know, everyone's happy and like coupled up for the most part. And then what you do when you're in that situation is you start – singing a KC and the Sunshine Band song and they do That's the Way I of Like course. It and it goes on. They 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 switch up some of the lyrics and um it just goes on and you know that's pretty much the end of, that's the end of the movie. <laughs> this is my favorite Kelly outfit, I should say, from the whole movie. Really? Is it, the teal the teal cast- sort of frilly yeah. thing. Yeah. And Justin's got the the sort of salmon colored <laughs> shirt with the unbuttoned shirt on top of it. I mean, it's the it's sort of the look that you see throughout a lot of the publicity yeah. photos for the movie. And maybe that's why it's just because I've seen that one the most. I mean, I think Kelly looks incredible through this whole movie. Um, I mean, and, you know, she's 20, 21 through the, the course of this movie. So she's still very young and just a, a beautiful young woman. So I have no uh, complaints whatsoever about any of the things that she looks like in this movie. She looks amazing. Uh, but that is my favorite look uh, for the whole movie is is that end scene. Um, so yeah, so that's our, that's our sort of quick and dirty, um, run through of from Justin to Kelly, uh, how it didn't win more awards. I I do have a couple things to add just that we, whatever. So the, the, the ending credits, there's another song it's called sugar, not sugar, sugar, apparently. Um, and it's a good song, but you know, it's only in the credits and it's only the audio. Um, we have another deleted scene that was only in the extended version. It's called Brighter Star. It's a pretty good song, mm-hmm. but they cut it out because they felt like the the dialogue right before the song was very immature and made them seem very yeah. young. Um, yeah. And yeah, there's just um, it also I was a little upset about this. Apparently, uh, Stinker's Bad Movie Awards, that that's a thing. They voted Anytime as the mm-hmm. worst movie song, which I was very offended by because Anytime's great. Yeah. I think if you remove it from the context of the film itself, it's a great song, yeah. but I think they were clouded by the fact that it was just such a bad movie that all of these songs are kind of pooped on. And that's not fair to the songs because and because a couple of people have said that, you know, it's some of the worst music in a musical. And I don't no. I don't buy that. I mean, it's not the best. It's not Grease. OK, but it's still I mean, there are some decent songs in this film. And, and that's yeah. that's and the it way it also is. won a Razzie. For the worst musical of the Razzie's first 25 years of existence. So, good job, Kelly. Yeah. You guys did great. 
Yay. <laughs> I hope that award is in her give it up room. <laughs> I hope it's like shoved in between some books right next to her oh, Grammy. That would be really funny. Um, so that, yeah, this was a very short and otherwise, I mean, if we did a real, real, real breakdown, we would be literally here for at least another 45 minutes. But this was the abridged version. Absolutely. If you've never seen it. Highly recommend it. It's just so cringe, but it's a rite of passage. Um, and we love to know what your thoughts are um, as well yes. on the movie. Um, we are going to announce the date of our rewatch party for Justin Kelly uh, in just a little bit. But first, Pam, we've got a special guest. So we actually have a very special guest. She, I've known this girl Probably just up from being online for God knows how long. And um, she has a very fun, from Justin to Kelly, just experience. So I want to welcome my friend, Jen. Welcome, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hello. Thank you for having me. Of course. Oh, you're, uh, Thank you're you. You're so kind for taking the time to, to join us today on this very special episode. Uh, before we start talking about movie stuff, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you kind of became a fan? It's It's sort of customary here on the podcast. Oh, I, I barely remember. I just know that I might have accidentally tuned into American Idol one day um, and caught a performance. But what I really remember is at the time I was working in a cheerleading gym and it was the night of the finale. And I was so emotionally invested by that point that I was so mad I had practice. And I got in the car and I called my mom on the way home and she was like, oh, can you believe Kelly won? And I went like completely off the rails. I was like, I can't believe you just ruined it for me. My life is over. I was hysterically crying, hung up on her, came home, watched the replay and like still bawled my eyes out. But at that point I was definitely emotionally invested and it might've happened somewhere around I surrender. Cause it, it wasn't immediate. Yeah. It wasn't immediate mm-hmm. by any stretch. I remember like little things throughout the season. It's also almost 20 years ago. I remember little things, but that's the one that stands out to me. And I think at that point, like without you, all those things that started happening after I remember very clearly, but yeah, I remember my mom ruined my life at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So Kelly wins idol becomes this, uh, this big singer. Did you sort of, stay following her career and and have been all this time or have you kind of just been sort of a casual fan like what's your what's your sort of level of fandom been since the night that your mom ruined your life (laughs) well it's it's weird it went from me being like an american idol kelly fan to i wrote something it was back when like kcmb was around yeah um, kelly clarkson.ca and i wrote something on the board and they contacted me and they were like we want you to work with us we like your vision or whatever and then all of a sudden it went from 0 to 60 where i was a fan and it was right around september 11th so i mean it was quick where i was working on the board and then i went from working on the board to working on the site so i almost didn't have time to stop and just be a fan per se mm-hmm. uh, because i felt like i went from that to hey meet Jessica Huggins and oh hey Jess now we're friends and like it just went from literally zero to 60. Whoa. So then I met Kelly and I was like I feel weird just like being such a fan so I felt more like I had to kind of tone it down a little. Um, yeah. But I yeah I would say that I was I mean she's still to this day my favorite voice out there but I think it, I kind of got thrust into a weird position where I couldn't really be like just the I'm gonna let loose and be a fan. Um, but secretly was always like, oh gosh, I'm the biggest fan in the world. So, you know, <laughs> it's hard not to be. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I feel you. Yeah. Talk a little bit about 
the the whole message board thing and and sort of what you were responsible for? Oh, I don't even remember. So at first, I think I was moderating. Um, I think, and then somewhere along the way, it went from that to them loving my writing, and I just started writing all over the website. So I was basically just updating the news portion of the website a hundred times a day because it was so busy back then. Like anything Kelly did, it was newsworthy. Um, And then we worked with a graphics girl out of Norway who went by provider. And I mean, that's, I still call her pro to this day. Um, So yeah, so she did all the graphics. And at some point, the people who were running the website just started to dwindle to an extent. And it was just me and provider working on the website Um, I barely touched the message board at that point because it literally felt like a full-time job updating the website because we had the new album coming out. The movie was such a big deal. We started the um, J2K Insider, like the Ask Jess and Ask Boo. We started (laughs) Ask J2K Insider. Yeah, I'm coming out. It was me. (laughs) Everyone was like, who is this? And we put like a picture of me hugging Kelly with a box over my head. Um, yeah, it was just a full-time gig to some extent. The truth comes out. I love this so yes, much. Yes, all I, these years later. Years later, it was me, guys. And you know who <laughs> really fantastic. wanted to know? Nettie. So you're welcome, Nettie. <laughs> <laughs> she was just on our last episode. She would be so bummed that she didn't get to hear that, like, person to person. Okay, so uh, you sort of touched on it a little bit. Uh, we get to early... January of 2003 and specifically we're, we're down in Florida and they are filming the movie with Kelly and Justin talk to us about, first of all, how you ended up getting roped into this. Okay. So this is complete happenstance. So I had graduated and I was bored and I had nothing to do. My friend and I were like, Oh, we should sign up to just be extras in whatever's in town. Cause one of my, really good friends from high school was working in a in a business that like actually did staffing. So she was like, you should just sign up. Like you'll get hired. It'll just be like some daily stuff. So my friend and I randomly sign up for this like a couple weeks earlier. And then all of a sudden Jess and Brian, who Jess was the one that signed Kelly up for idol. They had come to town to visit and I'm actually in South Florida right now, which I never am. So you're from uh, the area though, right? You're from I Florida. am, yeah. yeah. So I live down here and Jess and I knew each other and she was like, hey, you should come hang out. So I drove down to Miami and we got in my little punch buggy, like tiny little yellow car. It was me, Kelly, another friend, her, um, man, she became her manager. I think she was just her publicist at the time and Jess and Brian. So there are six people shoved into this bug. We went out to dinner, we went to a movie and I figure that's it. Well, two days later, I get a call. Like, hey, do you want to come be an extra on this movie? I was like, oh, that would be really weird if I ran into her. But sure, I have nothing to do. Um, so the staffing company randomly called me on a day where they needed a billion people. And it was the first scene I did was for the bounce. So we're out on the beach and it's just like a big dance party. Yeah. So, I mean, that it just started there. And I randomly got a call that night. I was still sitting on the beach, like just hanging out by myself. I went alone. I was sitting out on a wall by myself and they called my cell phone at the end of the day. And they were like, can you come back tomorrow? And I don't know why they chose me. And I was like, sure. And the next day it ended up only being, I think, 10 people total as extras. And from that point on, it was just every day when I would leave. All right, well, we'll see you at this time tomorrow. And this is the location tomorrow. So it turned into a four week everyday stint 
where it was overtime hours, double time hours. Like some, t- some days I didn't leave until one or two o'clock in the morning. Wow. But it, I became like a permanent extra to an extent. Do you have a credit on IMDb? I don't. And it's so sad too, because the director <laughs> pulled me over at one point and he was like, I see you way too much. Come hang out with me. And I just had to stand behind the camera and hang out with him because he's like, you're everywhere I look. So come on. <laughs> and then um, by the end, they were making me choose my wardrobe out of their rack because I was showing up every day. I need to know what oh, you worn so I can, because how many times have I seen this movie? A billion. And I need to now watch it with a different lens being like, all right, where's Jen in this? Where's Jen? Oh, I can send so many screenshots that people have Oh, I, I will love this. One of my best friends from law school, her husband plays this game anytime he sees it online. I was just, or on TV, I was just telling my stepmom, um, he'll be like, oh, wait, let's play Where's Jen? And they literally will <laughs> stop it and text me, be like, we just saw you. We just saw you. But I don't look anything like myself. So people don't even know it's me. Yeah. So you said you like your first scene that you're in in the film is in the bounce, which is it's a beach scene. There's like 300 extras on the on the beach. Uh, from what I remember from the commentary is that it was crazy cold that day. Is that right? Because this was degrees. Yeah, it was filmed in, in January and February, which even in Miami would te- still you wouldn't think there would be. Yeah, you wouldn't yeah. think that it would be that cold. It was insane. Like if you, if you're not going to notice it, but you, there's all those bouncy, like inflatables everywhere. We all had jackets and long sleeve shirts, sweaters, everything shoved underneath them. So when they would call cut, people would start pulling their clothes back out. And I, sh- again, like I went by myself that day. I, I didn't show up with a friend and they grouped me with people. You get very close to those people very fast because you are literally standing there and like shivering. And it, there's one scene we shot it. I think a couple of weeks later and Catherine Bylas, um, she's standing there and you can literally see the arms standing up or the hair standing up on her arms because it is. Yes, so it's, out. it's it's the scene where she and Kelly have their confrontation near the end mm-hmm. of the film. Yeah. And because I actually had that written down in my notes. If you look really close on Alexa's arms, you can see the goosebumps mm-hmm. all over her arm. And, and she and Kelly both keep their arms crossed, which is a universal sign that I'm cold. Yeah. And yeah, if you yeah, because you look closely because she's backlit really well and you can just see the hair standing up all over over her shoulders and her arms. And I, I, for some reason I bump on that every single time I see this film. It was ridiculously cold. I would, I would say that the day we did the bounce scene was probably the coldest, but every night was pretty chilly. And I, I just unseasonably, it was very odd. It really is never that cold down here, Um, but literally 27 degrees in the sunlight that day. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Did you have to learn, like, did they teach you all the choreography as well? No, it was literally like, just like kind of dance around. And so like, I'm a, like a cheerleader in my past. So like, I don't have moves. Like I can hit motions. I can't move. So I'm just standing there like awkwardly like <laughs> bounce, bouncing around. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, they didn't tell, they didn't tell us to do anything. It was just like when the music starts, just look like you're having a party type of thing. But you know, the part where they're doing the ball dance. Yes. Yeah. So there's shadows. Like that are like kind of like created around them because like the sunlight was not out that day. I was one of the shadows. So you just walk and you go like this, like, and you like move your arms around and like <laughs> you had, your body had to create the shadows. So we had to follow their dance sequence and create the shadows. Oh uh, my gosh. Yeah. So that was one thing that was quote unquote choreographed for me, but like not everything else was just have fun on a beach. Now you all ended up doing, you know, many takes of these 
various scenes with lots of extras. And there's there's a couple of scenes where and again, this is mentioned in the commentary where if you look closely, some of the extras are actually mouthing along to the (laughs) track that's playing (laughs) as the scene is being filmed. I mean, did you get to the point where you started to remember the songs and you would even have to stop yourself from singing or were you able to pretty much control yourself and not start singing? Oh, no, we were singing. It's They are so catchy. Some of those songs are so catchy. And some of those scenes took three days. So and then especially with like the end with the Casey and the Sunshine Band song, like, how do you not sing along? To are that? you in that as well? Oh, yeah. That, I'm, so I can see myself briefly. It's so weird. When I saw it in the theater, I could find myself easily on the DVD. For some reason, I struggle. Not that I go back and look, um, but I'm dancing on the wall. Like I have like these like Fraggle Rock hair things going on and like a teal tank top. <laughs> And these dumb pants and I'm just jamming on a wall. And my friend and I were doing like the like fishing catch. Like I'm going to catch, but whatever, throw the line to catch you. That's funny. Yeah. Just dumb stuff. And by it's like, I, there's scenes where I'm sleeping in the background. Like I'm like, there I am. That's the day that I wrote J2K on my stomach and sunblock to see what would happen. (laughs) 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 So there's a lot of scenes too. And we haven't gotten to this, but I'm actually like an extra on both sides of the scene. So like they would have me on one side where I'm wearing a shirt and then the next side I take my shirt off or I take my hair down or um, like brightest star. I don't remember the names of the songs. Um, Brighter star. Is that what it is? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the second day I was on set was when they only had it down to like 10 people. They had like to the point where we were in a little motel and we had a girl's room and a boy's room and we would take naps during the day. Cause there were so few of us. Um, I'm on the Justin side of it where I'm walking past them dancing and like going to eat. But then later on, I'm upstairs watching down while they're dancing. But then I'm also on the Kelly side sleeping. So it's like, it's like you can see me way in the back, but then they also cut me out when the girls dance by, I was laying, watching them like right there and they had cut me out. And the director was at the point where he's like, we got to get rid of her. because She's everywhere. <laughs> so that was one of the scenes I got removed from. <laughs> I'm going to watch this with the entire new lens right now. The whipped cream scene. That's the one where you'll see me like, it's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. Like I'm standing front and center, right where Justin and I can't remember the guy's name. Are you in it? Are you in the full on? Like I'm wearing a white crop tank top and I'm like fake cheering. And then it switches sides and I'm in a bikini top and I'm fake cheering. Like they always like, you know, the make like now the word woo. They didn't, they didn't get you in it. Like in the shaving cream, did they? Like, are you wearing it? No, that was, that was going to be my question. (laughs) No, I'm I'm like legitimately front row though. And then the director was like, take your shirt off and move to the other side too. We need to get more people. Then I become front row on that side. This is going to be my my next question for you is which scene do you feel like you were most front and center and maybe to the, even to the point where you had the most continuous camera time? Is it the, the whipped cream bikini scene? That would be one of them, but here's my better one. <laughs> so yes. um, I had long blonde hair at the time. So that's how you're, you'll find me. There's a scene. I cannot remember what the conversation was. There's like a circular type of bar. It's at night in like a tiki thing where Justin and I can't remember anyone's names, the guy with the glasses, um, Brian, Eddie, 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 they were talking to each other and right behind them. So I'm sitting there on a bar stool, my, just like the back of me, a guy walks over, I shove him off a stool and we just have a full on fight. Like I'm like in his face, like kind of like, like try me type of stuff. And then some other guy walks around, sits down next to me and I look at him and I'm like, 
oh yeah, I got another one. Um, and the, we were just goofing around. It was a random guy I had just met on this on set. And we we're like, let's just have our own little scene. And the director walked over. He's like, do that, but do it bigger. So we literally have like a boyfriend fight and then another guy walks over and I'm like, done with you, got a new one. <laughs> it's right in the middle of the, of the scene. Like you can't miss it. Oh my gosh. I, I, I've already watched this movie a couple of times to prepare for our episode today, yes. but I need to go back and rewatch that scene because now I'm going to be hyper-focused on it. I clearly didn't watch the movie because I can't remember anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, yeah. Have you, you, have you watched, you've watched the movie, right? Yeah. I saw it in the theater. I was at the premiere in Miami. Um, I've seen it. I saw it four times in the theater and I have a couple of DVDs of it. If it's on, I'll maybe stop and laugh for a second and move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I do have the soundtrack on my on my phone. I love the soundtrack. It's criminal that they didn't actually release it. I mean, I know why they didn't for logistical purposes, but like it's yeah. so good. Well, they originally, from what I was told, they were supposed to release the DVD and the soundtrack as like a package. So like when you bought the DVD, you were supposed oh. to get the DVD also. And I don't know what happened with that. That would have been great. Mm -hmm. The music was really good. It was fun. And like, I don't know if I would ever want to be an extra on anything again, because I don't know how you are an extra on a set where there's not music the entire time. <laughs> like the dialogue days, I was like, um, yeah. but the music days, they were so fun. And also like when you're on like a Kelly movie, how do you top that? For you personally, yeah. how do you top right. that? Right. Yeah, it was... I mean, it was fun and you're on the beach. I mean, you're freezing on the beach, but you're on the beach. It was just rather than I, like a ra like a random soundstage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was really just an ideal situation. If you're going to be doing that just on a daily basis for many, many, many hours, that's the way to do it musically and on a beach. That's amazing. Yeah. I I, I'm just I'm I, I'm so dumbfounded because I'm like now I'm going to be on this completely like Pam said I'm going to watch this movie with a complete different set of eyes because now it's going to be the hunt for Jen every time we're watching <laughs> the movie um, when it came to because you, you said you obviously were, were there nearly for the entire shoot do were there other extras like you that more or less did the entire shoot or was it uh was it sort of a rotating kind of clown car of of extras every day career extras um the, <laughs> so the ones that were brought in and i still to this minute don't understand how i became one of them that was brought in like that second day i was there into that little hotel that group never left again so we just bonded that day actually one of them was ja rule's cousin and oh, she's the coolest person in the world. She, I'm with her in a lot of scenes. In fact, there was one day, um, it might've still been the whipped cream contest day. We were just like, oh, we're done. We're like, and we, you know, you're the cool extras at that point. You're like, oh, we've been here every day. Um, we went and sat inside one of those inflatable things and just hung out. We're like, I don't feel like being on camera today. <laughs> just like lay it there. Um, but I had like a small group of people where if I was getting, I mean, I was getting called back every day, but if my friend wasn't getting called, I just went by myself and it was like, going to camp every day. It was fun. It was really, really fun. We actually all kept in touch for a period after, and I don't know where they are now, but yeah, I mean, that was also back before texting other than like, see you at Pearl or I always, <laughs> yeah. um, that was before all that. <laughs> so, you know, we didn't really have like the means to communicate the way you would now. Yeah. I love that you said that. <laughs> um, my friend Nicole, she messaged me this morning. She's like, like Nikki, Nikki, yeah. Nikki P. Okay, yeah. She messaged me this morning, and she was like, "Good luck on your podcast debut. See you at Pearl." <laughs> <laughs> I need. I'm going to text her that as soon as we're done talking. You should. It was so. That funny. is it was the first thing I saw this morning. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Um, when it came to again being a, a, a daily extra, was it to the point where some of the cast started to to recognize you guys? I mean, do you have any stories about interacting with sort of the the primary cast? Yeah. So, I mean, Kelly and I ran into each other randomly first day. And it was just like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, sorry. I'm like, I'm not stalking you. Um, and then just, she introduced me to Justin. So Justin knew who I was at that point too. Um, and then as like the days went on, cause Kelly was by herself, Ash, her friend Ashley was on set too. Um, but Kelly, like she couldn't come over and really communicate with Kelly much. And I was allowed to kind of be around, but we weren't allowed to talk to them, but she would call me over just because she kind of just needed a human that wasn't casted human. Um, so like she and I talked and people would see it. So by the end, um, Catherine, Anika, all of them knew who I was. And so there was a scene and it's used in the beginning of the movie, like the opening credits where they're driving that yellow truck and they're on yeah. the strip in Miami. So they had me, the director was like, go get your car. I need more cars. Well, they didn't realize my car was yellow. So again, I got chopped out, but <laughs> they're driving. And at one point, very quickly, you see Kelly go like that, like do a peace sign. And so it was at me because we were every time we drove by each other, we would like throw weird hand, uh, hand symbols at each other. And then sure <laughs> that floated around for a while of the three girls in that yellow truck. Uh, I think Anika posted on probably MySpace. <laughs> I don't even know where it was um, <laughs> that I took. So like it was like Anika like handed me her camera. She's like, hey, Jen, can you take this picture? So it just like became like not that I was part of the gang by any stretch but i was just a familiar face outside the gang so like yeah they would stop me and be like hey can you do this or like Catherine would say hi to me or whatever in passing um i would say the girls more than the boys would recognize me and there were also some scenes where like kelly and the girls are walking one way and i'm the one that they happen to cast to walk by them so it just became a thing where we'd walk by each other and like high five each other and stuff like that because i was the same person they kept passing um That's so fun it is. And like, there's also, there's a lot of promo pictures floating around where the girls are walking and I'm the person in the background. So like, you'll see like the back of my head or like the side of me, like they're walking out of a hotel, I'm walking into the hotel or they're walking onto the beach and I'm walking off of the beach. And so we would just pass each other constantly and just, you know, every, you just get familiar with people, especially the ones that are around when there's only a handful of extras. So yeah, it was, it was fun. It was like literally like a little, a little pseudo family for a month. Were you sad when it was done? Oh yeah. It was, and the last day was like a 16 hour day. <sighs> I think it was. And we, it was actually the finale scene. Like, so it act, that one actually filmed in order and they brought back so many people. There were like 400 something people there, I think. And when it ended, it was kind of like, what do I do with myself? But here, so I have a funny story about that night. Um, at the time it was like, I guess a couple months after a few months after the Jay Leno interview where Kelly mentioned Thin Mints and like Thin Mints were all the rage. Yes. Um, so she stopped me one day. I don't remember what we were doing. And she saw me and she was like, Hey, can you come here for a minute? And I was like, yeah. And again, I'm not supposed to talk to her, but when she called me over, nobody really did anything. Um, she's like, do you know any Girl Scouts? And I was like, no, <laughs> but I, can, I mean, I can find some. She's like, I really want Thin Mints. Like if you can find me a box of Thin Mints, that'd be awesome. So I knew a lady at the time who I, her niece, somebody was a Girl Scout. 33 boxes later, I have like all these boxes in my car and I drove over to her trailer at the end of the night and delivered 33 boxes of Thin Mints. And that's where the J2K insider picture comes from with the box over my face. We're hugging because we were saying goodbye, like right then. Oh. And it was like really late at night after six, I think it was a 16 hour day. Um, 
Did she ask for 30 boxes of Thin Mints? Just as many Thin Mints as I could find. And this one troop had 33 boxes left, so they sold them all to me. Oh, my God. Talk, talk yeah. about your under-promise, over-deliver. Right? <laughs> I'm thinking she, she's probably expecting like three boxes. Right? Maybe right. five if she's lucky. Yeah, and it was at the end of Girl Scout cookie selling season too, so I couldn't find a Girl Scout outside of a Publix to save my life, grocery store to save my <laughs> yeah, life. Sure, yeah. But you know, call in the troops and they they deliver. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, so that's now the classic. So the the film ends. Was was there any kind of a rap party, or was it just sort of not that kind of film? Maybe for them, we not for us. I don't know if they did something. I would think they probably had to have, especially down in Miami. Um, I think for the most part, everyone was just ready to kind of be done. It's a lot of days in the sun. Um, And then the premiere was down here, but I don't think any of them came to the premiere here. And they were, well, I was just, I'm curious. I mean, did you know how bad it was when you were filming it? No, I mean, I was living the dream. I was like, best day ever. Like I get to go out and listen to music and I have new friends and I'm tan and this is awesome. No, (laughs) no. Now we, we obviously know that, that, Kelly has been no stranger to talk about how, you know, she just thinks the movie is awful and she hates talking about it or she gets, you know, that kind of that that look on her face when she talks about it. Um, Could you tell on set that either Kelly or or anybody else involved with the film was just like, can we just get this over with? We know this is going to be garbage. I mean, you could see it all over Kelly every single day. Um, she, she knew this was not Greece on the beach. <laughs> like, she, um, yeah, no, she did not look thrilled on most occasions. I mean, she definitely had fun with people. That's just who she is. Um, but I mean, she, you could tell she wasn't necessarily thrilled with the product. And I'm sure she would have rather been spending her time anywhere else. Um like creatively and professionally would rather spend her time anywhere else. As far as people, she definitely was like having fun with everyone around her. They got along great. Like the girls, boy, they all have got along really well. Cause I remember like watching some of the, like even like, like literally last night I busted out my DVD and was like, all right, we're doing this. Okay. And I watched some like the special features and like, she looks like she's having a great time and she's professional enough where she was like, yeah, this is like such a great experience. And I'm like, deep down, we know how much, you absolutely hate your life right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the crew was great too. Like, you really couldn't complain about the human beings around you. The okay. content, maybe, but um, the people, if you had to spend the time out there creating a movie that you were going to be embarrassed about later, at least the good the people were good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, and look, one of them went on to be in Dreamgirls. <laughs> literally i would you know i was going through like the cast and like going on their wikipedia page and like almost no one has anything and i'm like and then there's an oscar winner part of the cast well and i winner i'm a huge gilmore girls fan and Catherine bylas was in gilmore girls and so when she popped on this on the screen i was like i'm facebook friends with her like i was so excited Alexa, oh that's you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that scene with her, the dancing, singing scene with her kills me every time. Oh, the, the, the one where she has her solo. I'm going to wish. Yeah, I <laughs> hate yeah. that song. Yeah, oh, I didn't even gosh. know that happened. There were some scenes that when I went and actually saw the movie, I was like, oh, what is that? Um, had no clue that that happened. That one worst song in my soul. Well, and it's funny because if you go back and you watch the commentary of the of the film, Kelly and Justin are kind of the same way. They're like, oh, what scene is this? We weren't there for this. We have no idea what this is. Because uh, if you if you believe them when they say it, 
the very first time they watched the movie is when they had to record the commentary for the DVD. And so, yeah, for the DVD. So they're seeing it supposedly. They're seeing it for the first time at that point. And so there are a couple of times where they're like, what scene is this? Like, oh, I've never seen this. I heard about this because mm-hmm. I know Kelly mentions that they they had all heard about the scene where Alexa gets the margarita dumped on top of her head and they had heard stories about it, but they didn't actually see the final product because I don't think the actors were seeing the dailies at all. Uh, so um, it's it's funny to hear them sort of reacting at the at the same time that they're they're watching the film for the first time. Um, so. You get done with the film. It comes out. What were your thoughts when you first saw it? When you watched it, was it as good as you thought? Was it better than you thought? Was it what you thought it was going to be? Okay. So me back then, like clearly was in denial. Like I was like, this is great. There I am. There I am. There I am. Where's Waldo type of style. And I was like, this movie is so great. Oh my gosh. The acting. Like I was so impressed with Kelly's dramatic scene at the bar. And when she found out Alexa was backstabbing her, I was like, this is so good. I didn't know that any time scene happened. So that just got to me. Um, I was convinced it was the best movie ever. And I mean, I literally saw it four times in about a week in the movie theater. Now, in retrospect, I go back and watch it. I'm like, what was I thinking? But I think that's just the clouded fandom. Yeah. Yes. And like, we're all all guilty of that. Yeah. And I mean, think about also, I mean, this is going back. So edit. um, But like, they were wearing sweats in the boat scene and stuff like that. Like, that's all weird. I don't know what made me just think of that. But I think it's because every time I hear the duet of timeless, I feel like they're saying topless. Um, (laughs) Every time go back and listen, it'll change your life. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, they were in sweats, which I think was also, I mean, it goes back to this. That's just not real. Like it's just, no, weird weird things about it. She looked like she was wearing like a white juicy Terry cloth, like suit, which she very much could have, I mean, I don't know, but like it was 2003. So anything's possible. Right. (laughs) Right. Sorry. I didn't completely set us back to the temperature no no it's no, it's fine no. um so as we're uh so as this episode releases we're pretty much at about the 18th anniversary of the movie um before we let you go jen i mean is there any other sort of reflections or or thoughts that you have about being a part of this project i was so young um i mean no I, I hate to say that like it, back then it was like the biggest thing going on in my life. Like it was so exciting and it was so cool and I was so proud. And now I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to remember. But like, I think I actually remember more than I thought I would. I was going to say you were a little questionable when I was talking to you and I'm like, yeah. you gave us a lot of insight. This is way yeah. more than I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was fun. Like I would never, I would never say I wish I didn't do it. It was so much fun. And I met some really awesome people. It's, some really cool experiences to look back on and they're on DVD. So that's fun too. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I know that she isn't necessarily a fan of having, having done the project, but I mean, I'm grateful she did because it was a good time for yeah. four weeks of my life when I was doing nothing. So, and, and not to diminish anything else that you have done in your life, but I mean, if nothing else, this is sort of what I like to call people's jeopardy fun fact. You know, when yeah. somebody says, you know, tell me something interesting about you be like, Oh yeah, I was, for all intents and purposes, I was a cast member on, you know, from Justin <laughs> to Kelly. And I mean, I would even own it and just be like, I was a cast member on what is considered to be the worst movie musical of all time. <laughs> I like it. Even more than Glitter. Yeah. Yo, yeah. 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 They're, they're kind of seen as a, as a terrible double feature. Uh, <laughs> but I think Justin to Kelly sort of 
inches out glitter by a bit. That's funny. You know, what's also kind of funny is I ran into Justin, not like we were on the same event a couple of years ago, I guess it was. And we were just all hanging out with him in the hotel lobby, waiting for a van to pick us up. And we rode with him and everything. And I was like, he's going to remember me. He, I mean, he's not, it's like, it was at that point, 16 years later. I'm like, there's no way he's going to remember me, but I was so hoping that he would not be like, why do I know you? Why do you look so familiar to me? Cause I was like, I don't want to have this conversation in front of people in my life today. <laughs> no, they don't need to know. <laughs> no, so you, didn't, you didn't say anything. No, my boss was there and I would have never lived it down. Like, Never oh. to be She would still to this day be texting me going like, hey, remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> so clearly she's not going to be listening to this episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I mean, and I, I can't speak for you, Jen, but I mean, I would have totally been like, so, you know, Justin, <laughs> this is not the first time we've worked together. <laughs> <laughs> we go way back. No, but see, the funny thing is, is that my boss's kids know him as the Dr. Pepper guy. So oh, like, yeah. oh, excellent. that's all they could think about. So I was like, let's just stick with that. Like, we'll totally. go with that's I funny. once saw him, I once saw him on, um, well, I saw him on Broadway when he did American Idiot, which I was just very excited about, but even cooler, I saw him on a train going back to New New Jersey. And I was just like, why is Justin on NJ Transit right now? Just like, he was just like doing his own thing, just commuting. I'm like, hey, I didn't say, I didn't say anything, but I kind of wish I did. Oh yeah, hey Justin, I'm a big fan. I didn't vote for you, but I'm a big fan. (laughs) He probably would have loved it. He's so nice. Yeah, such a nice guy. That's what I've heard that he is a very kind person and is is very humble and appreciates everything that his time on Idol uh, did for him. Well, and it's also interesting too having been on set with him back then and meeting. Like I, I met him directly, and then having been on something with him a couple of years ago. We did a the Orlando parade together. Um, same exact person. He was That's just as nice coming straight out of Idol and being a movie star, quote unquote movie star, um, as riding in a, on a floater in a car in a parade 16 years down the road. Same exact person. Season one uh, churned out churned out a lot of good people when it just comes, mm-hmm. like genuinely good mm-hmm. people. Because yeah, even yeah. with with Kelly, even though she'd only been semi-famous for like less than a year, she could have been a total diva on set. She could have totally just like snubbed you, ignored you, being like, oh, who is this girl? Why yeah. is she in every scene? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, not at all. Like the minute the camera stopped, she would goof around with everyone. Like they they had their thing. And then like some days, I mean, she's a human being. Some days she was in a, in a mood. And in a mood, yeah. I mean, like she was never mean to anyone. But like you, she kind of just wanted to be by herself, but it's impossible to be by yourself when there's 300 people around you and all 300 of them are staring at you because you just won a television reality competition. Right. So one of the biggest things. Yeah. And there were some days where you could tell she just wanted to just cower and be by herself. And those were days like where like I would go over to her and I'd be like, are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. And like, you could tell she just needed a familiar person to just remind her that like, you're a human, like tunnel vision. Don't worry about everything going on around you. You know, you're, yeah. you're a person. Let's deal with the person part. Um, but I mean, but all of them, like every single person, but Justin and Kelly were the nicest people to everyone. People will come up and say hi. And she would say hi to every single person. I mean, luckily cameras on phones weren't really a thing back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, just every day, no matter how she was feeling, because again, there were days where you could tell that she was a little bit off she would never show it to anybody who was was trying to talk to her never take it out on coworkers that's um, healthy yeah the, healthy I mean, 
Yeah. I mean, but you're, when you're around people that much, like, cause I mean, just because I had a 14 hour day, 12 hour day, whatever, doesn't mean they did. Like they were there before me and after me. Yep. Um, and it filmed day after day after day. So it wasn't like there were breaks either. Have you, um, have you met her since? Oh yeah. And does um, she know you as that girl? No. She'll, if she sees me, she's like, Hey Jen, how are you? Um, the last time I saw her was a few years ago in Nashville. Um, I was there covering her concert for cricket, cricket mobile. Oh, they yeah, were yeah. Her, and they had asked, actually asked Nicole to cover an event up in New York. She couldn't do it. For oh, was that for the, uh, the uh, blog? Yeah. Okay. Or to do social media. Um, she forwarded to me. I reached out to them or the, she connected us in some way. I ended up covering the Nashville show. Oh, cool. And so um, my friend Ashley and I went backstage. And as soon as Kelly saw me, she's like, hey, Jen, how are you? We're so old. Every time I see her, she's like, we are so old. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're so grown up. We're so old. Well, and- I mean, you are. I mean, you're a, a face from a very, very early part of her career. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you sort of have that bond together. Yeah. And I mean, she knew me back in the day as also running the website and working with Jess and Brian on the website. That's right. So like to the point where this is actually nobody, I don't think anyone knows this. So we're going to, we're going to go off topic a tiny bit. So back when we had like, um, a, I had a sound off section on that website and I would ask like random questions where fans could just say what they wanted and, you know, share their, their thoughts on things. And Kelly contacted me one day. Kelly was like, can you ask Jen to help pick the next single? But I want to hear what the fans want. So she was like, I'm between just miss the train and low. Let's find out what my fans want. So we did a sound off, didn't tell anyone that it was coming from Kelly. And ultimately the fans chose low. So that was kind of cool. Like she knew where to go. Cause at that point there was no, remember Pinky and his fan club? Like there was I no Pinky. the name. I remember the Vaguely. name. Vaguely. Yes. There was no Pinky at the time. Um, Clearly there was no, no social media, like in general. No, no. Wow. And no, um, like no official website. So we were as website as it came. And so she knew when something needed to be figured out and the fans needed to be pulled where to go. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of cool. She definitely knew what I was doing. So that's awesome. That's so that's, cool. that, that is a really cool story. I mean, we've just now learned that essentially the fans picked the second single off the album more right. or less. Yeah. They, I mean, definitely did. Cause she, and I, I ended up sending her almost a portfolio of everyone's comments too. So like it was this many people want this, this many people want that. Here are the reasons, here are the pros, here are the cons. And that's where low kind of started breathing. It's single life. Wow. They need a, they, artists need to still do that. They occasionally do online, but that's it's, it's the market research. And I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it's market awesome. research like before the time when it was easy to get to. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. now you can just do like a Twitter poll or whatever. Right. Uh, right. Jen, it, is, it has been so fun to talk to you and so fun to hear these memories and these stories uh, from your time on the from Justin and Kelly set. And I'm I'm actually still sitting here blown away uh, about your story that you literally just told. So I'm, <laughs> uh, this has been so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time to talk to us today uh, on our Justin to Kelly episode. And uh, if you ever uh, have any other recollections or, or other great stories, we'd love to have you back. Whenever. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me. This was fun to relive my past. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. My other lifetime. <laughs> That's all. Thank you, Jen. Thank you. And again, thank you so much for messaging me and reminding me because this was this is such a great asset to have to our episode and the podcast and also it's just so lovely 
to finally like actually speak with you because I, I know I feel like I've known you for years and I don't know if we've actually spoken face to face. So, Probably not. Oh, yeah, this, this is awesome. So nice. I appreciate you guys having me. Thank you thank, so much. Thank you. All right, Pam. First of all, thank you very much to Jen for being our guest on the show. I learned so much uh, from Jen. Yep. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm still blown away by that low fact. That is so awesome. I had no idea. Like I'd assumed it was like an RCA decision entirely. And yeah. I'm kind of surprised the fans went with low, I think, because I, I mean, they're both yeah. fantastic songs, but I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like Just Miss the Train is definitely a fan favorite. Um, but yeah. I think Love still did really well. Yeah. Um, I really think that we need to have another episode with yeah. Jen because I really want to talk more about her early history with Kelly. I didn't know any of that. I just, that I she knew had. she was, I didn't know any of that. I knew she was like on like an extra on the, ep- on the movie. And that's really mm-hmm. all I knew. I didn't know anything about the, the earlier stuff as well. And yeah. you know, the fact that, you know, she was like, yeah, Kelly was in my car. And I'm like, what? She was very casual yeah. about that, by the way. She's like, yeah, I went out to dinner with Kelly. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to talk about this dinner. Like, where did you go? What did she order? No, I'm kidding. I don't need to know all the uh, details. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love Jen. That was, I love talking to Jen. So Jen, thanks. If you are, if you happen to listen, um, thank yes. you for coming on. That was a lot of fun. Yes. All right. So there's only one thing left to do for us, Pam, and that is to unveil the time we are going to have our From Justin to Kelly rewatch party. Uh, So we want you guys to be tuning in with us on Saturday night, June 19th. It's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be 7 p.m. Central, 5 West Coast. And we are going to stream on YouTube. So we are going to send out all the links, everything you need to watch us watch from Justin to Kelly. We're not able to actually stream the movie online. We can't do that. So if you're going to watch it, we are going to need you to uh, have your own copy of the movie and watch along with us. Um, We will, we're still sort of trying to decide which version of the movie we're going to watch, whether we're going to watch the theatrical version or the extended version that is on the DVD. Um, we might tr- we're going to try to watch the one that most people have access Which, to because yeah. we know that some people some people like if you're a later fan you maybe can't get a hold of the DVD you don't you might have, you don't no have a choice. DVD player you know that sort of thing yeah you might have no choice but to watch the streaming version so we'll we'll make that decision and we will make that very clear uh, both on social media leading up to the event and then actually the night of we will tell you how to watch along the movie with us it's going to be a lot of fun. We might even do some, uh, we should do some giveaways while we're doing Ooh, that. How about that? That'd be fun. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm in the mood to do a giveaway. So we'll do that while we're doing our watch party for, yeah. from Justin to Kelly. Again, it's going to be on Saturday night, June 19th, uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, again, follow us. It's going to be on our YouTube. And if you are like, how do I access that? Where do I find the links? Definitely make sure to follow us speci- specifically on Twitter uh-huh. and Facebook at, um, miss into podcast because that's where we'll be able to add links very easily it's not as easy on instagram yeah. as we all know um so yeah follow us there we will have our youtube account we'll have any links you might need maybe have a special guest or two you'll have yes. to tune in and find out and if you're unable to watch it live um it's gonna stay up on youtube yeah. so you can tune in whenever yep. but this follow is along then doing it live yeah yeah i'm excited 
I'm very excited. So we hope you'll tune in for our From Justin to Kelly live rewatch party again, Saturday night, June 19th, market calendars, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And uh, until then, again, follow us, like Pam said, on all of our social media at Miss Into Podcast. You can also email us with any questions, stories, comments, Miss Into Podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, or at least we're, we'll actually see you uh, at the rewatch party, but until our next episode, We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 